0: what's going on ladies and gentlemen this is muscle and this is another two line music cuts entertainment report podcast and tonight we have a real special guest in the building listen he's a record producer a songwriter a musician ceo of Sleepy blue music and he's also a member of rough cut band you know what we have in the building today we have mr nigel staff in the building today what's going on big boss
1: i'm here bro thankful to be alive Giving thanks for life and love
0: and all of that stuff. Can't wait it. for the pandemic to be over to get back to work, bro. You understand, you know? what I mean, because it's been a wow. We're going towards two years now. You know? What I mean? Yeah, that's that's epic, man. Nobody could have planned
1: for this, man. Nobody could have. Nobody could have honestly said mm-hmm. we're gonna be sitting down for the better part of two, possibly four years, possibly.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this the longest you've actually been off of the road? Yes, by far. Yeah.
1: There's a point where we're touring 11 months out of the year easily.
2: Yeah. Um. No, we have <laughs> next year, March will be officially, mid-March will be officially two years.
0: That this oh, is epic, right? Yeah. <laughs> epic, yeah. Epic. All right. Let's take it for on the entertainment report podcast. We like to go from beginning and then bring mm-hmm. it right up to 2021. So my first question for you is this where do you grow up in Jamaica? And what type of child were you?
2: Ah, uh, I grew up in
0: Mandeville, Manchester.
1: As a problematic child, as a, as a as a I didn't want to call myself a devil, but as a devil, as a mischievous kid, I'd, <laughs> I'd destroy everything. And I'd, I'd literally like, hmm, how does the refrigerator work? <laughs> okay, and there are eight screws at the back of the refrigerator. Hmm, where's the screwdriver? And um, literally pull it apart. And I'd, and I'd sit there and I'd say to myself, I'm going to get a good whopping for pulling down this refrigerator. Is it worth it? It's like at four years old and a five years old, six years old. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, it's worth it. Let me (laughs) go do it.
1: (laughs) As a terrorist. Mm -hmm. Terrorist, yeah.
0: You were curious, it seems, like you wanted to know.
1: Yes, always wanted to know and I've always asked a different kind of question. Mm -hmm. Um... Even Clifton specialist Dylan said to me, when I started to work with him in my later teenage years, 17, 18, 19, is like, your mind works differently. Your peers, other people your age in the band, other people your age in the industry, don't have that inquiring mind, that curious mind. Why does this work that way? So if it works that way, why couldn't it work the other way? And if it works that way, why don't you do this instead of that? at 17 18 years old so yeah i've always had a different kind of mind always and then my father nurtured that
2: kind of mind he's mm-hmm. the kind of father that would um push it to, to think differently i remember once he put
1: a glass of water in the middle of a table it was half it was half the water mm-hmm. and he said i'm gonna come back in an hour you tell me about oh, this glass of water when he came back, he said, tell me about the water.
2: i a glass of water on the table.
1: He says, no, you're not ready. I'm <laughs> going to give you some more time. I'm like, okay. And at the end of that lesson, it was a glass of water, half empty, half full. It was, it was too close to the table, so you could probably bounce it off. There was no coaster under it. And it was cold water, so you saw the condensation and... And I was like, wow, you saw all of that? it's like, yeah, because yeah, I pay attention. You need to pay attention. So that was something my my, my father, especially, he nurtured me. He always had me asking the questions and challenging him, even to the point he says, don't take my word for it. If you don't agree, mm-hmm. you don't agree. But be able to articulate what you don't agree and have a series of points. And, 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 um, he, he, there must be a succession to your thought process that you're able to articulate.
0: Yeah, that makes that makes sense. There, go further, think deeper. You know, yes, what I mean try deeper. to. Mm-hmm.
1: He says sight is different from vision, hearing
0: is different from listening, that uh-huh. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You get it a hundred percent there. So, growing up, what did <laughs> yeah. you think you were going to be? Where do you think you're going to be—a doctor, lawyer, accountant? What do you think you're going to be growing up?
1: I always knew I was going to be a musician always mm-hmm. um i remember at eight nine years old i was dreaming about being on a stage but i never knew what it was i would seen the light in the cans i would seen the stage. i would literally be standing backstage on a stage with tens of thousands of people and i'm like what is this i've never seen this before it was to me it was at that time like a vision like where the hell am i what is this? But I always knew that I was that kind of person. As a kid, I was always around instruments. All my family members play at least one instrument proficiently, yeah? Mm-hmm. My brother and I play more than one instrument. Um, parents wanted me a lawyer. They, well, in my late years, I realized that they wanted me to, to kind of do that and quote unquote, have something to fall back on.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, it was always a chatterbox, and I always had my own opinion. So the natural course of things was to be become a lawyer. Actually, started doing um, enrolled in economic management to switch to law. Mm-hmm. That lasted like what? <laughs> three months. <laughs> and then I kind of stretched over two years because within three months I was on tour, I was touring. Mm-hmm. So um the, the 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 balance between school and music the disparity and, and the switch the priority mm-hmm. of what was what was taking priority, which was the music, took its hold, and the disparity beto- between the two of them just got wider and wider and then it just ended up there.
0: got you music. Mm-hmm. you say that you play several instruments. What instruments do you play?
1: Well, I'm a drummer my first instrument was drums Drums. that's that's my genuine love and jeremy can tell you i'm a major part of the reason why he plays the way he plays he said it so many times on so many interviews said Mm -hmm. it to me and the other members nigel has taught me stuff
2: that i resigned myself to being impossible
3: Mm
2: -hmm. and so yeah drums drums are my first instrument um, but
1: everybody' in my family plays keyboards and mm-hmm. pianos, so that was my second instrument, and then I play guitars as well. I'm not as proficient on guitars, mm-hmm. but I understand the instruments on the level. I mean, one of the things I should have done during this pandemic was to pick up my guitar, mm-hmm. but I think I'm on the other side of the industry you now where i'm I'm doing more of the the business. Mm-hmm understanding the game, even though I understand it very well. That's, that's always fluid. That's always dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and just navigating the whole pandemic and trying to, trying to, trying to make the, the proper calls, the informed calls as what's gonna happen in the next six months mm-hmm. kind of thing. But yeah, those are my instruments. But keyboards is not my main instrument because kind of what happened in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got to high school I made the switch and it was a switch out of necessity what rather mean- than okay so when I got to high school mm-hmm. um, the Manchester High School big up <laughs> MHS <laughs> for life yeah so MHS had a senior band and a junior band mm-hmm. so when they were having auditions for the junior band because I was in first form, which is grade seven.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they held auditions and junior band is from grade seven to grade ten, ten,
2: grade nine, sorry. Yeah. And um, that's like first form to third form. Mm-hmm. Um, there were like six drummers. And I was like number
1: seven in the whole set of people who were auditioning to be the drummer mm-hmm. um at the end of the audition and we're all proficient musicians at the time as high school students just do thing. Hey, you guys you're good you're good you're good you're good we realized that there was no keyboard player bass player guitar player drummers guitar players mm-hmm. bass players no keyboards. I'm like, I can't play keyboards. i like playing? like, I don't want to play, play drums. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that was the first time I was like manifesting that I'm the team player, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I-, I play keyboards. I'm saying to myself at the time, yeah, by the time I get third form, a lot of these third formers and second formers will have transitioned into the senior band. And I can more or less go back to playing drums did i know that that wasn't gonna happen because um i kind of excelled in i kind of excelled in playing keyboards Mm. like that and it was history after the rest is history
0: yeah it just Mm -hmm. it you basically made the choice right there and that's right down the rabbit hole from right there yes no no turning back Mm. no turning back whatsoever so as i said to you
1: um. And I'm sure you've spoken to Germany and they'll tell you the things I'll tell you about a drum and how to play the drums and what you can do and all of that stuff. I'm a drummer. Mm -hmm. I am a drummer. From day one, I'm a drummer. Mm -hmm. But um, as I said, out of necessity, Mm
0: -hmm. came a keyboard playing.
1: Apparently, I'm really good at it.
0: Mm so high school you you did um keyboard and everything so then when you left high school now what was the first professional thing in the music business you're looking towards well when I left
2: when I left sixth form came straight to Kingston my sisters were already at the university by this time they were doing their master's degrees Mm -hmm. they're on campus and I came to Kingston and Within, I came to, to Kingston at the end of August 1989. Mm-hmm. And by October,
1: Roughcoat was formed. So, you know, it was a matter of, literally of weeks
3: mm-hmm.
1: of coming to Kingston, getting on campus, learning the mushrooms from half a tree to Pomona and back. Just ba- basically just saying, okay, I remember there, 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 kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. rough got being fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, that was the first thing that happened. Um, also, I made a lot of rounds at Excelsior, Ex-ed, Excelsior Community College, mm-hmm. where you had people like Dennis Rushton, um, Lenky Marsden. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the new kid from country, this guy's just so great. He's like, mm-hmm. Where's this kid come from, He's just so wicked kind of thing. Mm-hmm. um so that so that was it that was that that was just me jumping head into the pool of the entertainment industry the music industry as soon as i got to kingston mm-hmm. so that that's it
0: and how do you connect with rough cut and who do you connect with rough cut in the first place who's the first okay person? so owen
1: williams we call him kepple mm-hmm. um i think he's the. At one point he was in the Bahamas. I haven't seen him in forever. He
2: was the one he he used to go to the
1: carter college. So um
2: he and I used to par from high school days. And he came to Kingston before I did. So when I
1: got to Kingston he was one of the persons that you link up with days after you get to Kingston. And he used to hang out at the aquarius. Hangout spot in half a tree where all the musicians, all the top acts from the five o'clock in the evening. Burrus, i mm-hmm. the half a tree. Mm-hmm. Sagittarius, about the half a tree. Really, please, about the half a tree. Um, the name again, past the coach upon the left hand side. What a group, the name again,
3: Mikey um, Diamonds.
1: Mike Diamonds, all of them were in half a tree.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so one Friday evening he, he, he came on campus. It was on Taylor Hall, Harley came and said, yo, Dr. Paul, who at that time I worshiped like Jesus himself, that's like my God of music.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He said he's making a new band. He, I told him about you and he wants to meet you right away. And I'm like, what? We just jump on a bus. We would literally walk from Taylor Hall, go through the Maka U Hospital, go up, write a puppy, and take a bus, go straight to Africa, walk past the bus park and go straight to Aquarius. And I'm like standing in front of Dr. Paul, I'm like, oh my god, see the money, man, see the
2: money, man.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that was kind of weird because most musicians, like, really rated Derek Barnett. My. Mentor was Paul Hamilton. Mm-hmm. The man, can't tell him, I'm worship Paul like God.
0: Like God himself. Yeah, man, the man can't tell you. What was it, what was it about Dr. Paul that you really admired so much? When when he
1: played the music and you looked at his face, his idiosyncrasies. Mm-hmm felt the music is like it's like somebody making love to music. Derek was more the, the showman and he did all the antics and stuff, but when Paul played a bass line and, and the line drop, when the beat drop, you have a too many name when the beat drop and the low end drop, you're like, damn, and, and the man, the man, when he playing line and you look at the expression on his face and the accents on the notes and on facial change, face changes with, I was like, this man is like the best thing ever. Like, mm-hmm. wow. So that's from that, As i tell you earlier,
2: um, I saw those things that others never saw. Mm-hmm. He felt the music and whether he was performing and he never really felt it the way he did it, mm-hmm. it, it,
1: it, 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 it was transmitted to me that way. And I was like, yo, this man is great. And then on top of that, mm-hmm. that man taught me some serious life lessons, some serious, serious business lessons, some, lesson, some serious big brother lessons. Mm-hmm. And he just said it in some simple sentences. Like he says, never worry about the money. Mm-hmm. When, you, when, you, when you master your craft, the money will come. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of musicians today that are worried about the money, but they really can't play. Play properly and then everything will fall into place. Just simple things like that. And I'm sure it was coming from incidents he may have had earlier in the day or 15 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. He shared them and I got them. And and I'm I'm eternally grateful for them now. I mean, we don't speak much because he's, he's that's another side of Paul Hamilton that, um, mm. that, that's, that's very unpleasant to me because I rate him and love him so much. Mm-hmm. I rate and love that man so much. Though, so that when he left that band, when he left Rough Cut
2: and the way he left Rough Cut and the fact that me and him, perf- me and him par and perform and run the streets, everything together and not even a phone call. Not, no access. That hurt. That was like that. Like that was that was like the most hurtful thing mm-hmm. that happened to me in the industry when mm-hmm. he just lock up,
1: and I don't think I've ever forgiven him for it. Mm-hmm. I look at him different for it, but um, I get it. But that really caught me to the
0: core. Like that was a deep, gashing and gaping wound all right let's even go back before that though because let's Mm -hmm. let's go to how this started to how you guys even got down there because now you linked up with dr Paul. who else was Mm -hmm. in rough cut at this time here Mm -hmm. when you got there
1: all right i like to tell people that rough cut audition was like the longest
2: audition ever Mm -hmm. because to me even when paul was in the band was a learning process. Mm -hmm. And to me, the real rough cut started when Donovan Bell Nevis started to play bass. And this doesn't negate or take away from
1: all that Paul did, all that Joseph Ballyholi did, all the other persons who came and were part of rough cut history. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was just part of the learning process. Because for me, Making a band,
2: making a band is not about picking the musicians for the musicianship.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Music is a lifestyle. It's way more than an art form. Mm -hmm. Um, And I play Jamaican music so well. I play dancehall
1: so well because I live dancehall. And there's
2: so many there's so many musicians that play the same exact notes that I play for the same exact rhythm. But when I play them, magic happens. When Jommy plays those drums,
1: mm-hmm. magic happens. Jommy looks clumsy doing everything else. <laughs> but he's so graceful on drums. It is remarkable. If you ever see Jommy play football, you drop a drum and you roll for days. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. but when he goes around the drum the trap set, magic happens yeah so it, yeah so basically it was a long long audition mm-hmm. so the the, the the the
2: musicianship is one gelling as musicians understanding the culture and how you live mm-hmm. and why you do what you do which which affects the feel of what you do mm-hmm um that was also involved the downtime when you're not actually on your instruments Mm -hmm. and how you relate to each other how you navigate arguments and quarrels and fights how you defend your your
1: your brother and your sister Mm -hmm. when you're on the battlefield so to speak all of those things took time so there are quite a few musicians, when I say quite a few, it's not really a lot, but there are a few musicians that passed through and, and spent a minute with rough cut.
3: Yeah.
1: And you cannot, you cannot erase them from history, but they were integral. Mm-hmm.
3: They
1: were integral, but really rough cut form when Donovan
2: Belnavis entered the picture mm-hmm. and made it happen, and I'll tell you why. The the, the the section and the session with Paul Hamilton was a great learning experience.
3: It was epic. Mm-hmm.
1: But a lot of our creativity was stifled because Paul had us through a rigorous system which is good. I don't mind rigorous systems. I, I don't mind conforming. Mm-hmm. And that was how we learned dancehall in its present form. I mean, big up to Rhythm Kings, those guys are like my real big brothers mm-hmm. fathers grandfathers everything in one mm-hmm. um but there came a point where as kids as, as as the as the representatives of the young popular culture we had other ideas to build on that that were going to innovate and change and revolutionize and cement things that were already be done being done because it's a continuum you know? mm-hmm. and paul was adamant that we were not to break away from that and so it was literally a war it was literally a war between him and as like the mischievous kid is like don't play that tonight you know and he comes out to Paul, and i play it and he's like i told you not to play it and i'm like yeah but i played it what and <laughs> that was it and when paul left and we were finally able to do the kinds of arrangements we love
0: mm-hmm. the
1: kind of experiments we wanted to try based on that foundation knowledge that paul himself had given us Mm-hmm. um it was magic so i just want to say i don't want to negate the history of the band but for me mm-hmm. rough cut became rough cut when Donovan, Bell ben navis and we have to say, yes i eat this. this this is this is the sound that everybody's comfortable with and and all of the kinks were worked out and we were like quote unquote ready the world because even when we were touring with shabana we were executing and we learned nothing but i think we we're really ready for the world mm-hmm. when that
0: final piece came in when it started there mm-hmm. okay with even rough cut was rough cut your first band that you were a part of yes yeah. outside of my school band, yeah professionally rough cut
1: Mm-hmm. and at one point I was playing for 7-8 bands, I was playing for Early and the St. Charles Mars Code um, I was playing for Junior Reed as, mm-hmm. as, a, as like a musical prostitute like, and I wouldn't even say I'm a prostitute because prostitutes mm-hmm. get paid for what they do As any pan knock, I'm mm-hmm. there and I'm like, yup, I'm ready let's mm-hmm. do this mm-hmm. so um, but Rough Cut, Rough Cut is the beginning of mm-hmm. my professional career, hands down
0: right there and was mm. rough cut was i read somewhere i think junior reed was actually the first person that you flew up with
1: yes he was my first professional trip we went to toronto canada that was the first thing we did um paul hamilton called me that same similar friday evening never even called me because them time we have beep on peter paul me i follow paul like a groupie yeah and paul say Junior, Reed, I'll make a meeting, man. I'm a keyboard player. I'm asking myself, keyboard player. The I man I rough the months eat the food, brother. Mm-hmm. And as a keyboard player, you need to develop separately from the band because your development separate from the band is going to enhance the band. And me to June and Judah. So we can set up an audition for Monday when when Reed drive off and he says so what you're gonna do is you're gonna listen to every junior song over this weekend and learn them like the back of your hand and monday you're gonna go into ad- uh, that audition like you you, you don't know them because he already <laughs> thinks you're an uptown kid i come from bel-air you don't know not go no dancer you just can't play mm-hmm. and i went to that interview and did exactly as possible and blew everybody's mind spent my whole weekend learning junior mm-hmm. and i went in there like i didn't hear a junior song before and listen to the song kind of faked you know kick it all like, mm, okay not, mm, and i just played it like that, like, <laughs> a fucking progeny and that's so i got that gig and mm-hmm. i learned a ton of things from Errol lee from the bear essentials like that derek stewart bear essential my history of mentorship and and guidance from all of these musicians is epic and the only thing i did was to be available i just i just dare to just um suck up everything like a sponge Mm -hmm. and they saw that i think that's why they, they 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 gave me so much info because they saw that genuine love and that, that gleam in my eye, like,
2: yo. Hmm.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's that. That was your superpower was being available was your superpower.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I, I would say that I, my, my, I think my superpower was paying attention, mm-hmm. paying attention. I think, I think, I think in my whole entire life,
2: and that theme resonates mm-hmm. paying attention paying attention that always paid attention mm-hmm. and it has always it's never
0: more a sour tasting food it's always been fruitful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm makes sense there. Alright, you went on tour with Junior Reed. You did all your stuff there. You came back. What was your first movements now with Rough Cut, the band? And now you guys are formed. You guys are ready to do stuff. What was your first movements with the band?
1: Well, within weeks of within a week, remember Rough Cut was formed out of a necessity mm-hmm. for more musicians who play dance on. Mm-hmm. Because at the time you had Sagittarius and you had Rhythm King. Mm-hmm. Two top dancehall bands you had 809 you had lloyd park
2: top reggae band they fight over dennis brown and gregory ice work mm-hmm. the scenario in dance hall is and i don't want to go too deep in i'm going go deep so mm-hmm. and this is why i tell you that music is a way of life so mm-hmm. Geographically, the Caribbean, especially Jamaica, your Trinidad, the
1: your Haiti, your Bahamas, are transshipment points from South America to North America. And we know South America have
2: the cocaine, the weed, the NSD, the heroin. So a lot of these, that are made with with, with these these illicit, whatever, whatever you want to call them, yeah, Mm
1: -hmm. Um, make a stop
2: in the Caribbean. And a lot of people in the Caribbean are making money from it, but it's dirty money, money that needs to be laundered.
1: Also, based on our political history, we have a lot of garrisons and a lot of dons. And by the fall, the the garrisons, the dons, the leaders, the politicians, whatever. Not pointed thinkers, it's just reality. Mm-hmm. We now get deep, but we are get deep. So a lot of money is being made, and it's dirty money. How do we launder this money? How do we wash this money?
2: The politicians have a lot of dons who take care of the communities. And within that, you have a lot of
1: social development programs. And a lot of the social development programs hinged on entertainment and sports so you had everybody wanted to play cricket everybody wanted to play football everybody was a dj everybody was a singer so in each community the matches natively you're back to your rima your jungle you whatever you say that to that you had your community stars you had your community potential and as the era done for garrison x I'm sitting on a half a million dollars, US, 200,000 US dollars, million US dollars of transshipment trans money as, as the broker between North and South America. So how
2: do I do that? I look around and I notice that every week I keep a social event and the place run. And I know that you, muscle in our next garrison,
1: I do the same thing and John Tom are doing the next thing man Jane Doe did the same thing and we are we linked to that that transition that transshipment link anyway and we realize that if we can do this on a larger scale and justify it by showing the videos and the and the ticket receipts and all of that stuff we can legitimize this money I put on a show I put on a festival and it made X amount of money the trick is though the money was already made. <laughs> so I'm going to say it's a hundred dollars to come in and there are 40,000 people there. Really and truly, none of these 40,000 people paid or maybe 2,000 out of the 40,000 people paid. But it's a Ram stage show and I pay the artist X and Y and I do this and I put the stage and the sounds and lights and whatever this and that, that, that. And then I said, I made 400,000 US dollars. it. Mm-hmm. That was happening to the point where you had two and three different shows every single week somewhere
2: in Jamaica. 52 weeks times three shows, easily. Easily. Hmm. Easily. And there were two bands. And it was so hectic to the point where
1: Reading Kings would start a show, do half of it, and go to a show that they were going to finish while Derek Marinette and Sagittarius started that same show and were going to finish the show that Paul and and Rhythm King started. Mm -hmm. So there was a genuine need for another band that could do that. And I must also tell you that in that time as well, okay, when I grew up, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to be like third world, blood fire passe, chalice, steel so As a musician, my 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 I wanted to function in this industry as a musician. I was thinking about no artists. Okay. Neither was Dean Fraser. As a matter of
3: fact,
2: the Dean Fraser's a new and your yeah, um light parts were like, these,
1: this is not even real music. This is boogie this is boof buff this is boop boop. Hmm. You know, nice, yeah. the guy's not on key, this, that, that, that. And they're, they're saying soccer, fuck it, too. Oh. And we're not gonna we're not sell out our culture for soccer culture. And this is debauchery, and the whole works. Nigel at the time was playing for Bay Centers and Rothkund <laughs> and this one and that, man, I was just, I was like,
2: yeah, just let me play, let me just learn everything.
1: So that was the, that was the landscape that I entered.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so
1: very shortly after Rothkund um, was formed, Paul was giving us shows because he had, he had way more shows than he could physically hang up. Sagittarius has way more shoes than he can
2: physically handle and that was the innovation of Paul. Mm -hmm. Paul is saying, let me find another unit, another two units, whatever it was, but you can't leave out Colin White,
1: Nachulos, bless up yourself, naturalist, naturalist and Paul were like high school friends, and." Colin is is the more reserved and timid kind of person. He always wanted to play in a band, but he he just never had that risk taker's mentality. He was like, what if, what if, what if? So after working at the bank for years and kind of settling himself, it's like, yeah, I really want to be a musician. So he actually came to Paul with the idea and Paul is saying, this will be
2: good because I have so much work. And Colin, if if the truth is to be told, Colin is the person that came up with the with the concept and the
1: idea of Roughcut and the name mm-hmm. of Roughcut. Colin Everton White. Naturally, bless up yourself. So we got we we as I said we jump off in the pool, and we're getting all this work. We're not even prepared for the work, but there's work for us to do, and we have to rehearse and rehearsing as understudies of Reading Kings.
0: That's that's how you guys
1: started. That's how we started. Hit the ground running right away. Hit the ground running. And the, 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 the demand for, 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 for the, the band
0: versus the supply was like, wow, (laughs) wow. (laughs) Back then. So you're doing all your stuff there. I know that there's a lot of pivotal moments in your career. Ninja Man's a pivotal moment. Shabba's a pivotal moment. Um, mm-hmm. There's so many different. Walk us through them piece by piece. Give us the Ninja Man moments, the Rank moments, the Beanie moments, the Bounty moments. All right, so then at one point we we're a Ninja Man's band
2: mm-hmm. because when things got bad with Paul and William Kings. We were smack in
1: the middle of it. There's a point where the guys in William Kings were were like physically stepping to us.
2: So, are going to fuck you kids up. Fuck you doing. Kind of thing. Um, Louise Fraser Bennett. She's loyal to Paul. She's like, wherever Paul is, I am. And if Paul says these guys are good, these guys are good. Mm -hmm. And Ninja
1: Man and Louise Fraser had, had that kind of relationship that kind of thing. I think she was managing that. She's like the sound system operator kind of thing. President of sound system operation, mm-hmm. whatever thing.
2: And um so but by default we got Ninja Man's work. And we started to do a lot of shows with Ninja Man. And you know minor opposites play out hard and dance also. It's Shabba Ninja Mounty mm. Beanie Cartel movado so there came points where we were going to have to play for both artists, mm-hmm. and there's a long-standing rivalry with Shaba Ninja, but there, 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 there are many different tiers to it,
1: mm-hmm. but when Specialist and Mabzy started to manage Shaba. There were critical shows that were coming up.
2: Cause especially since the man, Yeah man. Um so all these shows that were happening and all these shows that were garnering the international attention mm-hmm.
1: was critical that Shaba performed well. <clears throat> Ninja wasn't saying to anybody. And it was so critical that they are saying, if these guys play for ninja good and not for shovel good, well, fuck them up.
3: <laughs> <coughs>
1: we didn't know this at the time. We, we just love music and we have play music. And that's what
2: Paul said. Play the music. A musical play. You not really play people. You not get involved in the politics. So if you're going to play for this person, you're going to play
1: the best for that person and for that person. It don't matter their status or whatever.
2: So when we played for Shabba Ninja and Shabba, you know, Shabba Technique Show Then They're like,
1: whoa, these kids are really good and they're really honest. And they even confessed to saying, oh yeah, we had time when they did ever play a would with or no, in films. And <laughs> we were like, yeah, really?
2: <gasps> uh. But
1: um, that was that. I think that was the first real instance
3: mm-hmm.
1: of the purity and honesty of what Roughcut does. We're just play the music and shabba
2: rest versus history sony did a show in miami mm-hmm. and two gold records later all of that stuff that's that
1: um we're trying to get this as concise as possible right so okay. one kill a
0: one. <laughs> how about this day? would shabba uh-huh. When was the mm-hmm. first time you actually went into the studio with Shabba? now? Because I know you did the live stuff. When did you go into a studio with him now? Oh, wow. That's, that's a hard one to remember one.
2: Mm-hmm. For years, I was never physically in the studio with Shabba. Like, he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Like, they're
1: there. We've been making iridium, like specialists that make iridium or we did it with Stelia and and Mentorium. Play two phrases and thing and thing and then, lo oh, and behold, Shabba is on the on the radio. Mm-hmm. So it was way down before we started to like actually see Shabba in the studio. Like the first time I remember Shabba was in the studio was was when we were doing Mr. Of Man
3: with 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 um Shabba because mm-hmm. the Bruce Glasgow did that record
2: originally. And she died. So they had Mikey Bennett had her recut the vocals, and
1: mm-hmm. and Soulja was mixing the record. And as they all night, and as he mixed the record, he says, I want a phrase here. You he see, Segrisha Hamilton,
2: Soldier that's a next man way. Soulja's a man Made me understand sound. <laughs>
3: And sound in relation
1: to where I am and how it must function. So we do like a sound check. This is just a side. We do like a sound check and we're ready. And the man, I go for food. I'm gonna say, okay? I must stop, You can't go
2: stay. And, and I'll be around the keywords. And he says, So in the second verse of um, Bad Man and Wicked in a Bed, what do you play there? And I have to
1: sit and think about it around your mind and I say, Okay. And says, that sound is too loud. Mm. Go into the keyboard and turn it down. And go into the pages. And there's I want you to take off some low end. Mm. You want to do a, a a high pass filter. And that, that, that I'm like, huh? I'm like, yeah, man. Go in at the thing and look and tell me what you see. And if you have on the microphone way out in the, in the front. Mm. And I'm saying, yeah, man. All right, save that. Well, you see, see, when I play a keyboard, man, figure out everything about that. Yeah, mm. and that's why my catalog of songs are so
2: special, and I, and it's hard for me to deviate from them because they've stood every test of time. Um. So
1: yeah, I'm in the studio with Sorgy mixing the record. Mikey Bennett is there. She have a voice and Shower a I'm like, yeah, while well, going with that kind of thing. And that's how we really started to make records and be a part of records being a musician to -hmm. getting your credits to being an actual songwriter. Because remember you know I never had any intention of being a songwriter. I never had any (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's just functionality. I'd never no intention of being a record producer. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to play live in a performing band, not a backing band. Mm I wanted to be the next third world. I wanted to be the next chalice. I wanted to be the next as what? And that's, what, that's how Roughcoat was. We, we had our lead singer, we had all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But because of the demand and the supply and what is required and how we should function, that's how Roughcoat became a market man. Mm-hmm. And that's why I tell these, the, the younger generation and these kids that are into music you have to tailor what you're doing to the marketplace
2: because the marketplace that we were at dictated the changes that we made as a band so i became a songwriter because that's what the marketplace required i became a a, a producer and an arranger because that what
1: was required of me at the time mm-hmm. and i put down the showman thing we were opening up for Shabarangs on stage, Prince Midas, and we would do like a nice 15 minute set and wreck right the place. Yeah. And then they say, introducing Shabarangs. And when you went to a Shabarangs concert, you were like, damn. People
2: come backstage, aren't you guys signed? You guys should do your own record because we're that good. Hmm. But very soon, a Shaba. Career skyrocketed in record time. We got to perform less. We're doing like three songs at a private Michael Jackson party. And we're at Glam Sam with with Prince. What? And Prince and uh, yeah. And we're doing two nights
1: there. And Prince is at both nights, and he's watching us. And Pastor said, You're really good.
2: I'm like the boss were good (laughs) yeah yeah the prince i
1: see you i i i i told johnny gill about you
2: because we're that good but we just got immersed into it so as a backing band, as a producer as a songwriter is because of what the market required um When, when when Shaba pulled up, mm-hmm. first of all, we had Dr. Paul pull up. Mm-hmm. And that was, as I said, that was the most hurtful thing I
1: can remember. I think the two most hurtful things that happened to me mm-hmm. that I can remember off the top of my head was how Paul dealt with leaving
2: the band mm-hmm. and when Colin got stabbed up by the promoter in Westmoreland yeah those were the two most gut-wrenching things mm-hmm. in, in that section of my career. um so when the whole game bashing thing and shabba took the rap for it
1: and boom bye bye song Heart in the core and the whole thing
2: we came back to jamaica as top musicians who Did Arsenio Hall,
1: David Letterman. You know, we were were touring
2: everywhere in the world. We do, it was so bad. We go on a two-month tour, a one-month tour. Mm. And by the end of that month tour, the circuit that we're finishing is rebooked to start again. Yeah we we it was so good that we did beacon theater
1: we're supposed to we did we started the first day we did sobs in new york the second year we're doing beacon theater we did two shows that night and there
2: were so many people outside they were they were literally trying to pull off a third one they were literally trying to pull off a third one that's the level of growth, and that was the demand and the vibrance of the music and everything. So when all of that kind of imploded, I wouldn't want to say imploded, imploded is the wrong word. Mm-hmm. And when all of that kind of came to an abrupt end, um, came home to Jamaica, We did it all, nobody knew us.
0: Because you guys we were just, more on the international stage at that time. There. Right. And we, and we did it
1: all. And um during, between 1990 and
2: 93, mm. we never saw Jamaica. Mm. Came back to Jamaica, the core people never knew us again. But at this time, we had a club in Ligani, right in the Sovereign Centre, called the Mirage Nightclub.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that club single-handedly nurtured all of the the, the golden age of dancehall, because it was in that club. All of the top performers honed their craft. All of those bad stage shows. Because um, what happened is, you had to perform forty-five minutes to an hour, mm-hmm. with any Vegas,
1: with any Spragnamens, with any of Frisco Kid, with any Beanman, Caput, and whoever it was. This was you presenting yourself and your quality. You might have one hit song, but you have got figure it out mm-hmm. and and and, think, and if And if for some reason they thought that, you you never made the grade. Mm-hmm. You'd have an extra opening act. So you'd, on a, on any given night, you'd have a Man, headlining, and then you'd have Tanta Mitchell and Devante, and Lika Kirk. Mm. And Lika Kirk would be a nice fifteen minutes. And Tanta and Devante would be a nice half hour. Mm. And Bean Man would be a nice hour and, and the band, I, can, I can put some heat in him and I mean him and the skin, in him. Mm. Him know him I do, you know. If you not know what I'm doing, I'm picking sure properly. People walk out and say, you know the time them, go and be That was the school that we were in, brother. And so single-handedly, Mirage honed everybody's craft, everybody's craft, and as a band, we got to learn everybody's set list got to, to learn the personality. Cause that's the difference with rough cutting you know? We know the artist. We know we know the artist's song. We know the artist's baby mother. Hmm. We know who broke the artist's heart. We know one the artists are wall. We know which producer and voice for which producer and the voice for. It is that's why I say I live the music. For sure you understand what I saying, so bling Dog don't start with a chorus but his first four lines are always so poor they are so pointed it come like a chorus mm-hmm. and that's his style it's being been song like the girl them don't tone well of course but i girl, come them so like the girl in downtown frisco keeps up so you, 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 you live the. We know the song, and we know everything about the artist, and so we know them personality, we know them writing style, everything, and we learned a lot of that and cemented a lot of that at the Mirage nightclub. What happened now is, remember you have know, the internet and the social media, you know? Mm-hmm. But because there were so many live shows, when we were able to hone a Sprague Ben show, for example, or a Vega show, for example, or a Beanman show, for example. Mm-hmm. Two-toes, you start all the Caribbean dates. you start going down the island, and you start got diaspora, you start got New York, and Boston and Philly. The worst promoter them now from Shabbat days. So you, you understand that the market has come back in your hand. Mm-hmm. Now you're half a big up the Price now because Killer single-handedly end us rough court. Rough them up, rough court. In single-handedly end out and, shall we have experience? this, but mm. Killer gave us that special attention. And we can't fault you for not giving us. We're not saying it, did not But I just let it play out. You were so ahead of the game in Jamaica. You were so international and that was the the kind of always being out of the island versus mm-hmm. the pro yeah so when killer embraces us and say rough cut rough cut and we started toward killer car at it and killer killer no our bonds but being of our bonds i want to say the real riff was started with we and Shabba, you know, mm-hmm. was the same Louise Fraser Bennett, you know, put out an <laughs> in at the start saying cut is Bounty Killer Band, formerly Shabba Band.
2: Mm-hmm. And Shabba was uh, livid mm-hmm. You understand me, I said to Yeah. <laughs> so, um very quickly, we we're a kill Killer's band. Mm-hmm. Our we stopped to '93, '93, '93, yeah. And by '94 we are killer band. And in addition
1: to being killer's band, we know everybody show. Mm. And we're at the place where we're at the place where
2: we can't play a beat man show, even though we've never played for him
1: since we woke up with shower because Mandela concert that we play. Yes. For me the man we missing a green arm over this so. <laughs> mm-hmm. When they you meet Frankie Campbell I say I'm dead up on stage I'm just laughed to myself and I say, when you try to write history? Mm-hmm. Rewrite history like <laughs> it was but... Rough cut. <laughs> it was rough cut. Mm-hmm. And Prince Midas would sing, gonna break these chains around me
2: on the world place level. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the bounty killer says "Of course, my band. We started to killer
1: killer. Killer and beanie rivalry, hot and, hot um, works. ready, man. This ready, man, that and. And being come to me I said, yo, start, killer, take your band. And I said, Bini, leave me alone, no man. Blaze, man. Mm-hmm. I'm blazing on, I'm doing my buns, I'm rip. That's a kid, I want to be the one, man. man. Mm-hmm. Everything you have in mind, take your melody then, mm-hmm. take your style, you want your buns, you love off your girl then, And then, yeah. the first time I got to problem with being a man I locked down the about six hours, no man no say a word, walk up on the bus. First day I we are, are drive out. I'm just going back and say, Bean man, I'm telling you this, Kill him a DJ, yeah? Mm-hmm. Work where I work though. So I have a great tour, but you're yeah, on a DJ. i
3: mm-hmm.
1: I know your state. So you want everybody glorify you, and way 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 Kill him a DJ. I'll fuck up some show now, and go straight to my bunk. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want them to stop. Even the man that I said, mm-hmm. I can't do that line something now. Mm-hmm. I suck up to artists, so I can't do it now. I just some my and.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and killer had a good run 94 to a 2000
2: Mm -hmm. good run and i think
1: i think the best part of if i was to pick something that's the greatest thing with the rough cut bounty killer synergy Mm -hmm. was us mastering overtures what do you mean by that the intros that killer did before he actually came on Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson called you mm-hmm. and when the band when the band played those and 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 set their stage and the precedence for the artist to run out yeah you take the show from the song you could have run out dancing mirror at a little We the killer's energy and aggression and and our aggression I remember we learned the answer right mm-hmm. i think i think that us being able to, and we'll make inch of a problem we'll make it over to us this person and that and it just became well, of course was the man that just had all the bad intros
2: i remember once i i, I made an intro for killer you know killer worked with five thousand one right mm-hmm. and you
1: know, the injury and play the thing, and the woman say, like,
2: Yo, this woman!
1: And Killer say. He knows, it was out of my life, Michael Jackson. Good. We <laughs> are the man, and then I pop. And I'll jump in and get back because Jimmy the overture, you know. And Jimmy said, Man, I was stuck in a one way, you know. Now, embrace change and team. And me I say you know what's the killer right and target. asked I get not mean with me. Man. I said, you come up with the idea with the intro, brother. So start just switching on me. me I said, no. Lucky I enlist the where I play and tell me if it's a killer or workout. <laughs> you know, of that aggressive texture. You know, of that epic something, something that happen. You know, have that. This is the prime time thing. <laughs> and that's the depth, you know, because brother, there's nothing we can play. But when we play it, the magic amp because we understand why, where, how, who, what. All of those questions we answer. You know, and the decisions you make are based on that. So that killer stuff, that killer stint of like six years, seven years, was that thing I take away that first. Then you know, killer kinda of pull up. Killer take him 19 months
2: break and him the no one tour and Two things mash up about here. Yeah.
3: Woman
2: um, and money. Mm. It's a cardinal rule. we are not gonna sleep with German woman.
1: You're not gonna sleep with German wife. If German like the girl, we are not gonna trouble. Jummy like the girl. Mm-hmm. If me like the girl, and the girl
2: like Jummy, Jummy gonna tell me, "Said brother, that girl that we are pre, she like me." Mm-hmm. Yeah and money you have to keep your bands working when all is said and done life is happening and we
1: need to pay our bills for sure and mother have two and three people before baby mother this that that house to buy phone that coming in or phone bill for pay whatever whatever so if you even can book a six month tour the artist nobody knowing him fry egg they book it and keep them on them moving. Yeah, so Killer was doing that kind of work. Mm-hmm. But then at the time, he was doing the kind of work where he's not really working. He work when he feel like, and and pick him shows at random. Mm-hmm. And must say, not punk out my thing, I not water down my thing
2: but what's happening though is we're killer's band but we still at jump hurdles and a lot of hurdles
1: with Vegas, a lot of hurdles with spraga a lot of hurdles with frisco a lot of hurdles with one now whole of mother was cool whole of, when of street cool monday remember them 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 camp them what i a real camp where i read them come out 15 artists now they camp about 15 top songs. Everybody's on it. Yes, and and the whole Caribbean. So may I got Antigua seven times for the year. I I got Trinidad four times for the year mm-hmm. with different artists. We have got some place where when you read, yeah say, Cameroon. I the, the the Chinese restaurant on 53rd and 32nd Street mm-hmm. when the um yellow walk no. Mm-hmm. And Joey, I said, we are they? this time. I said, yo. Iced the, 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 ice, the shimming, ice the sauce, black somebody I, eat, I go for it, man. I said, yo, you know, say, early my baby. I said that I yo me love you. Mm-hmm. So
2: before we reach at the restaurant, we know where we, are the, we were so we were so, so regular there.
3: Yeah.
1: We know. You know I see that girl at this time, I said, oh my god, girl so in the sun. Can I see what's
2: there? Oh we have a girl in the subject yeah
1: it was that bad
2: so we we we're jumping all these services all of these acts so even though killer
1: stopped working
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, it wasn't working as often we had all of these shows to do but then we had this toggle where even though there was a a short supply of band as per the demand. Mm-hmm. Sprague was in an uncomfortable position. More wanted some show
1: and he can't book for the show because when the show, over have a date with Killer and Killer saying, My next week, will tell you, and next week, we'll come on, he'll tell you. Mm-hmm. And the time timer run off, and you know, when i gonna book the show with Sprague and Killer saying, Yeah, man, the good, and thing, and thing. So that was our that was our issue. So when we said to Killer, because you had Killer Beanie, Capote and Sizzler. Mm-hmm. everybody had a band. Four top man, four bands. Blaze with Beanie, Capote and having band. Um, Sizzler of Firehouse, um, Ruffcut and Killer. Mm-hmm. So Killer, in my estimation, was looking at it and saying. When we said, let's the letter of resignation for these reasons, I say, yeah, man, everything good. Can't even know, say, a form man at the other
2: top. And everybody else have them banned. So when we're ready for rough cut, they, and we told him, mm-hmm. when you're working, work, you can call me. And I'm like,
1: we don't with that. we we'll never talk to you again, kind of thing. What changed the dynamic was them being and blaze mashup. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: So be, remember, say, that is a scape you know. Yeah. And then Bini and Blaze just mash up, and man, I'm saying, hey, rough cut, you know.
2: And Patrick called me to and I'm saying, and the man put on a big
1: waka money you know, and said, Well, i book okay booking for the next year. I'm saying, No, I just pushed back the money. Yeah. I'm saying, What kind of money is this?
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: And I said, Why am I a so virgin? He realize that are versus scarcity, and I just more play music. You know? mm-hmm. killer
2: is a movement, a I medium mean, is a movement. And people see around as tabby a brother. And break it down to him. and I'll
1: say, yeah, or whoever did this, I'm just And the man them and the man them the man them as the staff, I don't know, how you had meeting after meeting, meeting after meeting. So, the had many things that rough cut, you know. You saw when you saw when you saw when you really find basic.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We go through a whole different set of and We used to book rehearsal. We are just we are alone and we just have we just play artists and we run the artist's show. And we are pick read him out and we are listen read him. And I'm on I'm on a listen back this and I'm on a listen back that. And I'm on a so try this and I could try that. No matter so rough cut single handedly name and uh, enhance every kind of mixing
2: and a dance at it. It was so bad that we play some things to Sparga. And in the rehearsal, and then mind
1: blown in here, yeah, like that thing of me, I said, "Johnny, two half or sevens and this and that, and he'll go into the next rehearsal with a band, I said, give away the two half and them. said, what is that?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I said, you no, know, no, two half, man. Yeah. Nope. And him, him don't know what to do, you know. Mm-hmm. We must say that's something, man. I oh, see something rough cut. No, 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 that's something. I say, what's happening? That's something. We are talking about.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's that's the kind of impact we are the aiming. Then long and short,
3: thank you, Pull up. That work with Beanie. Mm-hmm. And that was another very sting. I'll tell you. I think. Was our most successful state.
2: Mm-hmm. We're doing 12 shows a month easily. Every weekend, we have three shows. Every weekend. Every weekend. Every weekend. Mm-hmm. And I think that was when the fruits of Mirage really started to pop up. Mm-hmm. Talk to beer and
1: the mango tree laden. And guess what? The mango tree laden and the mango now jump and rock, you know. Mm. We are everyone, we are picking mm-hmm. every mango <laughs> and the blossom <laughs> now blow off. Every blossom turned into a mango and every mango get picked. Mm-hmm. You won't know. We had the two months with me, the man 56 shows in a month, and every single show of extra artists. Be the man with Vegas, being the man with ghost being the man with this, being man with that, being man. So being one of peewee and then the promoter for peewe for the next section of the show. And we have come off of the the euphoria of being the band, killer band, and it's still fresh on the people headset. Mm-hmm. A bunch a bad still and a killer them demonstrates and a killer them groom and motor. We have to say a shabbanks really. And the man said, blood killer the body of history. Right now we say. We're in at the game, brother. Mm-hmm. We're in at the game. um I think
0: it was the most productive time. It was in New York to sick. Yeah, because those times, New York, that that was outside of Jamaica, New York was the epicenter of reggae and dancehall. Yes. And then Miami comes second because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but, brother.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: From Shamaron's sure Day, we have to have big for a couple of days after them. Like to mm-hmm. come off a tour. And by time you reach
1: home and okay, I remember one particular time. Them time we never have no youth yet. Mm-hmm. And we got home like maybe 1230. And our old phone man get called and say you're after the airport by four. Number just a come off a tour and a bug a dot clothes close number that. And you just a see a woman after six weeks. Hmm. Uh, we picnic. Then picnic and who have picked me, them pick me asleep. And the woman said, Don't wait, them. I see them in the morning. And by the time you're set clean, the house the ring. And you need to ring and drink. I don't really want to answer to them. And woman said, Yo, you put four o'clock in the morning. I
3: said,
1: What you say? God. Yeah, the I said, Chump, boom, boom, cladding. One fixed that day up on the bed. And you <laughs> said, Jesus Christ, I'm waiting to
3: when
0: if I could traumatize them, that was the kind of life we're living in and out. So, even when in you're out. doing all of this here now, when did you connect with Shaggy?
3: <sighs>
1: That's a whole lot about him. <laughs> That's a whole lot about just we the something. He <laughs> <laughs>
3: can't
1: write off this or no, write off this. We did that show.
2: Mm-hmm. Was it 95? 90, I think it was ninety five thing. From a ninety five thing and ninety eight thing. Things it's more
3: nineteen
2: ninety eight thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Them time there, Shaggy had, had a drive the little white Swift, little Suzuki Swift, um, specialist. And Robert Livingston are close. Mm-hmm. Mentor each other. They mean the other things. Cause um, Robert used to manage
1: Super Cat. My man is Shaggy. now. Um one so specialist thing. Thing. So them them in other the New York. Some them. I them They are talk to record companies. I them man. They do remixes. at them man. They do the crossover music. Crossover music. Mm-hmm. And um, one day Robert Livingston says, no, one day, Shaggy um um specialist says, I'm gonna send you on prints
2: around the Anchor Recording Studio for help. Shaggy, right? went up anchor recording. and I guess he may have had
1: writers a block card. Was just diversifying because a lot of production has to be variety mm-hmm. and capturing the different energies in you know, other ethos of, of the space at the time, so that's how we really start link I the shaggy
2: like, same like a white Suzuki sweet but use the par the par mm-hmm. um I'm in, in 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 the old Carolina already
1: um. So, so we really that's how we really start. Part. We really start to work because specialists sent us to work with him, mm-hmm. as per the request of of, of Livingston. And it this was production. This was just we are try write some song, mm-hmm. we are try make some rhythm. That whole songwriting and production thing, yeah, that was the that was the introduction to that. Mm-hmm. We just some bomb now, and we did a me and my part good now, and then. We are to stay. I know, saying Shaggy. I love the culture. In, 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 I get to you with mm-hmm. Although All the girl, i saying, bro, and I'm pretty, and I'm talk good. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: I don't really build. I love the culture. I love it. In the, shaggy was one of the persons that cemented my theories some early days. That we don't really, we're not really selling music. We're selling culture. Mm-hmm. So, you must caught when you look at Shaggy, Shaggy is Mr. Jamaica, Mr. Caribbean boy, Mr. Gilligan's Island, in the at Gilligan's Island hot mm-hmm. When you see Shaggy, I expect to see a pina collar and I'm on with a little umbrella.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, the man come at the hard court, you know, we kill at him, height. play the bad overture, the man, Michael Jackson. Call you to <laughs> Ding da da, da, da da! hey
3: yo, yellow, goodbye!
1: I tear of the intro. Kill enough to start DJ before we go sleep Skill up kill run out on DJ when we do sling thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And for whatever reason, kill as the artist look out there. And him start DJ like two songs before two. Two sections of the intro
3: mm-hmm.
1: before Slinging for play uh, before Mission to play, whatever it was,
2: and we have a switch right away. Mm. And Shaggy stood up behind me on my
1: riser. He stood up behind me. If you watch that that sting clip there, kill I'll turn. Montemar says the big man, named Shaggy. Way, way, way. It was right behind me on the horizon, And Shaggy watched me direct, and communicate with Jummy and Bassy and everybody. And as a musician, he knew, say, Killer Mr. Q. Mm-hmm. And he so, fix it in record time. I was like, whoa, and Angela I need my band. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, okay, I'm coming here by them. Rough court. And the man makes. Shaggy never talked to me for about three years, brother. Wow. Three full years, the man vexed me. Mm-hmm. And I chat to me. Yeah, man, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, whatever.
2: Anyway, mm-hmm. um around the same time, or just before, Ricardo Descent, Rick Rock. We know Rick Rock from
1: Manchester high school days. Rick Rock is a year younger than me. Okay. He was two classes behind me. So I, when I was in fifth form, he was in third form. Mm-hmm.
2: And at fifth form, I'm 15, third form, is 14. And whenever I used to like him, <laughs> Pretty Indian-looking boy in the
1: latest mm-hmm. Um Always always meet, always ask him in, in, in exams. Ricardo Ric- 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 was the head boy mm-hmm. of Manchester High School when he came up to fifth form, sixth form, whatever. That's how much of a teacher's pet and a good kid he was. So when he reached Ayue, I mean, you even though me stop the school now are you, you know. I am a tour. Still up there. my sisters up there and all of them something, I'm, I'm here with my friend and woman come you with woman know from from Mandeville land. Never a man. Yeah. Rick Rock used to always say to me, Rick used to always say, I write songs. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with this little darky kid? What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> like, yeah, I write songs. I'm like, mm, yeah, I go. Mm. mm-hmm. See me next time, yeah, you know, I write songs, you know. Like, I wonder day, just got to me, I said, mean, You write songs? It's like, Yes, them time there, me doing a Mikey Bennett, which is our next school, brother. They're going to school me going to go in, a, in a Jamaica,
2: much yeah. Ghana music with the round Brian and Tony Gold. Mm. Well, we say, You write songs, and he's like, Yeah, and so let me hear a song. Mm-hmm. Then
1: the man go in and pop it and take out one little book like this. when mm-hmm. i cut it in a eight and fold it and fold it and fold it and get like eight pages out of the page. am yeah.
3: mm-hmm.
1: right small enough. You know. So once I open one eye page, them you know. alone can read that. You, know. you write small enough, you know.
2: <laughs> And the man the man that sing the song. I think I'm almost sure the first song he sang. was mm-hmm. I feel uh, um, the waves come crashing through the door. And so I wait for
1: love. But something like that. Oh, and when the man has sing this, like you just look on the paper, there's no rhythm there no, okay? because mm-hmm. not the ear, you just still going to write song and then you make music to it. So it's not, it's not, you get a rhythm and you write it. And I think Shaggy was really instrumental in us learning that writing style.
2: Okay. Um sing this song, I'm saying you yeah, write that. And the man say, yes, I'm here say, yes. say
1: come. Cool. Okay, I'm straight on a grafter now. 2B grafter now. I said, Mikey Bennett, listen, I'm right And man,
3: let's look, look at something,
1: I like, he reads it first, and when he reads it, he knows the melody, just so epic to me, and this thing, down, and every man said,
2: boom, boom, cloud, how can I man this?
1: <laughs> Mikey said, yeah, man, i bad, let me hear another one, and the man relaxes me. Oh, and the man and Mikey said, "No man, no money, good." Mm-hmm. And Mikey said to us that day, "You have a lot of people that write a one good song,
2: and they can not repeat it."
1: And the man, I want something, someone wrote five hundred thousand songs, and everything the man.
2: So I said, "What kind of man this? Mm-hmm. So I saw, I saw the parings that happen. Meanwhile.
1: You know, Brian and Tony Gold. And them sing um, harmony for every song in our world.
2: Come out of Jamaica. And around them time, yeah, they sing for Shaggy Pond State, if my memory
1: serves me correctly. And they're working in the studio with them. So I mm-hmm. saw so the whole synergy farm. We are par Brian goal. We play football every day up UE UI.
2: Um recruit their UE. Me, up there, we are touring, so the whole thing came together.
1: So one day we just get up on start, right?
2: So uh, Shaggy, you bombastic and with the um,
1: the song with, with Maxi Priest. Um, that girl, mm. so Shaggy yes. are doing things, and we get back in Elemental, we are working in brand, we are working. So So all over the mm-hmm. star part. Mm-hmm. got thing done set already. We just go say, alright, may I leave Thursday? Whatever, whatever. We are into songwriting mode and rhythm making mode. Cause we start make rhythm from from early in a rough cut because man like John. jammy's son, awful Full, man, okay. man <coughs> them something we not up on stage and we need we need a rhythm like this and, need mm-hmm. that and, thing. and so i ended up in the studio a lot playing for a lot of people mm-hmm. especially still robert living and this that so that was kind of how, as i said the market
2: required and you just get pushed into the thing
1: as a kid i'll tell you this
3: mm-hmm.
2: i never used to listen to words at all yeah i can tell you everything sound mm-hmm. that happens in a song but i couldn't tell you what was being said and the more i love the song
1: is the more i don't know the words because i get such a rush and such a high because you're music. feeling it you're and you're i'd have to feeling. yes and i'd have to literally stop and force myself to listen to the lyrics mm-hmm. and fight that 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 high that's why as somebody's never smoked
3: mm-hmm.
1: and and I drink, you know. Mm-hmm. Before my strokes,
2: as I, I can't drink mm-hmm. and I get drunk, but can hold my liquor. But that high that I get from music was epic. I, I, you ever see ghosts?
1: Yes. And when the music bite me and drop out of the mic and hold it, I saw some music affect me.
0: Mm-mm. You feel it in a different, com-
1: completely yes. different way. I mean, um, me, me co producer and co-write Longing for by Jackie. Ward. What? And every single time I hear that song, my whole goosebump. Mm-hmm. The man of a thing with him say,
3: Girl, just like me to steal your love. It's like, love.
1: To me, it's just the wickedest place you could ever take the melody hmm. and every time I hear it I feel like something pop in my head. But tour cure from like 2007 to probably 2010 before we... every single tour
3: mm-hmm.
1: every
0: single show when you were longing for my Tony that just felt different before <sighs> we even get into that, I want to know. Hmm? Mm-hmm. In the shaggy situation, how you mm-hmm. guys came up with that epic diamond selling song, it wasn't <laughs> me. That's what I wanna know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, so Hotshot album was a
2: <clears throat> was a really good <clears throat> production and songwriting process. Mm-hmm. Sean Sting Pizona. Pizona. Robert Livingston,
1: no matter what a trick or you know. the decide truth. Mm-hmm. All them something that when they put out, Shaggy, must say this and that, when they expertly write out certain key points. Shaggy, I'm a, a friend,
2: mm-hmm. but him have this way of making it seem
3: as if he did everything, mm-hmm. didn't do everything. Robert Livingston was critical this thing is
1: critical brian and tony a critical record. is
2: critical raven is critical birch is critical i am critical so we wrote 42 songs and they chose 14. what and each song each of those 42 songs were at least written three
3: times
1: You hear me to you 42 songs, they chose yeah. 14. And each song, each of those 42 songs were written at least three times.
2: And was me came off the album and came on like three times. <laughs> so when sting sent beat, mm-hmm. There's
1: nothing in the beat. This is like a groove. Maybe a, Like a sting beat have like five songs, three songs. Mm-hmm. Like sounds And sounds. like a hiatus is a stone, a kick drum is a stone, a snare is a song. So three out of the five songs are the drums. Mm-hmm. But what that did was that, that gave you space to bring the melodies
2: anywhere. And that... Also, gave you the space to structure the song however you wanted to structure it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, if you felt like you wanted to start with a chorus, you could have a verse. And so, those decisions were not musical
2: decisions, those decisions were based on crafting the record. So, the 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 um how should i put this so when you have a song starting with a chorus it's because you look at the songs that are in the top of the billboard charts the songs with the same kind of themes message concepts and say
1: okay i want to write a song about
2: mirrors so when you look at michael jackson man in the mirror or when you look at um
1: the name Lil Lil Wayne and Bruno Mars Mirror, mm-hmm. both of them start with the verse, and don't think that's a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Cause in the in the third verse or the second verse, Lil Wayne says Michael Jackson taught me that. <laughs> so you know say. Mm-hmm. Him a pre-man in the mirror.
3: Yeah.
1: When I write the song. And in
2: pre-man in the mirror, him pay attention to the song format, the melody, the key, the this, the that, the whatever, whatever. Anyway. So with there new York. And we make the songs and I forget the record company guy name. I saw I can't remember.
1: hands hands So we had the studio and thing and Shaggy. I said,
2: yo we'll go up on the road. We're ready for par. Man said, No, man, stay with stay with Sting. My mm-hmm. phrase a couple things. And that night. What was it was not me. But here's what Sting did. Which Was disingenuous, it still is disingenuous, (laughs) but I get it. So, the the groove is there, and we're like, Yo, that's cool. Write the song, whatever. And um, so we're freezing up, we're we're putting meat in on the music, though.
1: And so, thing is like saying give me something that goes da, 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 da. I'm like okay I think with that strings put your hands on it kind of thing like no don't play that note mm-hmm. then, da, da. and people like Sting, people like Tony Kelly people like Dave Kelly really reinforce the simplicity mm-hmm. of dancehall and Jamaican music
2: because as musicians, we, we, we tend to want to play for other musicians. So we don't want to play the simple chords. And we don't tend to respect the space of the melody. So he was really
1: precise in, in humming those phrases. Little did I know, or anybody know at the time, that it's an old record that he has in his head. So it's like him telling me to play sling rhythm. And I've never heard thing with him before.
3: Got you.
1: So you're like, dude, 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 dude. you're like, yo, this is cool. All right, let me know. Well, you never know a thing with him because it's 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 a song that's on the B side of a record in the past. <laughs> and he's like, okay, and I'm like, okay, cool. And if we, if we do this, let me do this, and then so all the phrases that I played and came up with are oh. original phrases, not coming
2: from that
3: right mm-hmm.
2: and this that's how the record came together because i was really
1: literally there when they finished writing the lyrics Got okay you know, i'm never going to go on and come on thing and thing, thing but the music part of it same thing with angel i say this this thing let's put our put the phrase here and like no keeping it raw keeping it straight the, them kind of that was a level of production at a time when a man just either have a little it done right already, or try and make a reading around it. And if it if it if it if it works, it works. If it don't work, it works. A man make a reading, and kill at the pony. I say, yo kill at the pony, be up the pony. Mm-hmm. This was real songwriting and real songwriting with purpose and direction, and the right decisions were being made for the right reasons.
2: So basically it. at the one
1: point the song came off the album and no lie shall you believe in the record Tanta
2: and levanted voice the record and then they gonna use it again mm-hmm.
1: then they take it on take it off again and then them put it on i got put on at last minute last minute the vocals that rick rock did are demo vocals because mm-hmm. by the time they're saying yes it's on the fucking album now rick rock you need a voice because rick, rick, rick rock is now on tour and they just couldn't find the time to voice it so the vocals that sold 15 million records is demo well guess what happened those demos were so real it's like when you hear ricky on the record it's so like you will really get kitchen <laughs> it's all like he will really get i must have up you know what's in a girl just find me with a with 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 a with, with, with or whatever. I'm a soumer. And that and that realness is what happened. So though that was how those records were made. That real songwriting process and that that has like stuck with me because it cemented a whole lot of things that we're doing. Mm-hmm. But we never knew why we were doing that.
2: Got you. You see what I'm saying? And then sense. I, I got, I used the same kind of formula, because really a formula, working with Sean. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. That's what I was going to ask you next. <laughs> Let's talk about Sean. How did you even link up with Sean Paul in the first place? Alright,
1: Sean went to Bel-Air. I went to Bel Air, but we went at two different times. So I never really knew Sean mm-hmm. in the high school setting. I knew Sean through Dotico, Cup. Okay. Because when we we're doing Mirage, Mirage is in Ligone, Dotico Cup farm in Sandy Park, and that's where they used to hang out, It's is just one. Road. You can, it takes you four minutes, mm-hmm.
2: literally walking at normal place from Sovereign to Sandy Park. Then they have chicken. they have um, Corrupt. Daddy gone, and every Tuesday night, Johnny
1: live at Sunday part. Them live at Sunday part. So it's one big exodus to Moraz at night time. And every week that we that we performed there, Dotty Cup was there, the man was there, and Chicken it they, they, and Sham it. One ton of hardness, ten ton of hardness. And Chicken, what well, Chicken I sing again? Chicken dj um, leave the arm. Can't anyway. And Sean was always there. And they used to just come to the side of the stage and say, Yo, can you get a run And I mean, say, Yeah, man, what do you mean, man? And then I say, chicken, two song. Don't matter with the sixth song I hear the new lyrics. <laughs> if you're gonna do that something, know. because I'm the man at the side of the stage, near to where the artist are. Because I am wide nearer to when you're coming off the stage. So I'm the easiest person to come and whisper something in the ears, in, in my ears, you know? And then I said, alright, two songs.
2: Magagio, baby girl, don't cry no more. And Magagio, playground or whatever it was at the time. Mm-hmm. And I right, want well, put on a rhythm or whatever, whatever, whatever it was.
1: And I used to always talk to them good. Like with every artist called Paul Hamilton, teach me that something. you are going name Michael Jackson. You see, if you come third to the rehearsal and Friday egg come before you and do man michael jack they have to wait you know mm. till Friday and dumpling man rehearse whatever they may rehearse then you get your time killer you can't come in and say
2: to me name killer me have to rehearse No, know rough cut not play that mm. so that was kind of how we, we we kind of formed that musical setting with Sean to Mirage and I'll never forget this we're having a disco they have a VIP lounge in Mirage where
1: right? Brian Gold used to play pool Brian Gold is a very good pool and billiards player
3: okay
1: the money gambler when you all the whole you rent money in a pool maybe the wicked run a pool world and I never I never i never forget Carlette Dillion and Cla- Claudette Powell. I was having
2: a conversation with them.
3: And we we're
2: talking about the performances. And I said, Sean can't perform. And, and Carly says, Yeah, no, but he's so fucking cute. My mm-hmm. girl like, yeah, he's so cute. We I cute now? I'm not doing the performance.
1: <laughs> he's like, yeah, but he's just cute, though. He he's handsome, okay. and that stuck with me. Kind of stuck with me, and it was a it, it's a very important piece of the puzzle. Puzzle, sorry, very important piece of the puzzle of being an artist. That's one of the boxes you need to check. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't want to agree with
3: it, but it's so the way it is.
2: Anyway, so that's how we and Sean
3: kind of got close. Um,
2: we never really saw much of each other, never did much shows together, cause Sean wasn't that performer that
1: every show he was on. Well, he's getting his shows, he's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. He's growing. By this time, me and Don Carly will link up now. I mean, I don't I do uh, a lot of Jamaica like Stevie and TV.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: This podcast is brought to you by triple